So I lost about 16 million euros personally. everybody to the fail fast podcast i am quinn with me today we have mia matlevesky mia is a fail coach if you ever heard of something like that mia will explain today what that is and why and how we became a fail coach coach mia how are you doing today i'm doing great and you very good very good <laughs> so we uh we actually had a chat last week because of the things that we have in common with uh, with our kind of love for failure per per se or um, so how did you get into uh, how did you get into this well obviously uh, first thing was that failure happened to me and it was pretty massive failure um, as I told you um, <clears throat> I had four uh, successful companies and then, um, well, there are many reasons why I ended up going bankrupt. So um, just to name a few. So um, I was not thankful. I was not humble. I was not grateful. Uh, and then I thought that I know it all. I was too cocky, too self-confident. Um, didn't go and find the right uh, help or uh, people when I needed it. I thought I can manage it all by myself. and. Uh, all those uh, events led, and then the financial crisis that hit Europe in roughly 2009 uh, led to what happened in December of 2009. And it was me going from 12.5 million euros, which is, let's say, roughly 13.5 million US, uh, all the way to minus 3.6 million euros, again, roughly around 4 million US. So I lost about 16 million euros personally. Mm -hmm. And the thing is that um, I ended up owing, so owing 3.6. And uh, in Europe, it's not as easy as in the US uh, where you have your president, Donald Trump, going bankrupt so many times, but uh, his personal wealth uh, was pretty untouched. While in Europe, um, you just can't do personal bankruptcy um, if you reach some limitations. And unfortunately, I reached them, so I was not able to do that. And I actually had to repay the whole damn thing, um, which I'm still repaying a little bit of it. And probably this or next year, I will finally be done with it. But yeah, can you imagine? Uh, that will be 10 years after that event. Uh, and I'm still uh, working on repaying that money. Wow. But what, get, what got me into fail coaching was actually what happened next. <clears throat> so um, I went into a huge depression. Uh, I was constantly fighting anxiety, huge stress levels, um, just darkness within me, darkness outside of me. Uh, I came very, very, very close uh, to committing a suicide. Uh, and I'm really 
saying this whole story very quickly. So uh, if you want me, you know, to dive in into certain parts, uh, just tell me. It's just that I've retold it so many times. So for me now, it's like a, you know, story um, because I'm now uh, well over the whole thing. So, uh, yes. but yeah, I, I would gladly dive into more, whatever you think is more appropriate for your audience uh, to, to, to learn from. So um, yeah, came close to, to, to uh, committing suicide. Um, and then at that exact moment, um, I got this flash in my head and I found my why. And my why was actually my mom because at that point uh, she was only living relative I had. My father died many years ago. My grandparents were already dead. So um, just quick story. She would lose all her possessions, stay uh, homeless. And, and that was pain that was even bigger than what, I was going through daily because creating a suicide felt like a lesser pain. I mean, yeah, it would probably hurt at that moment, but then it's gone. You're mm -hmm. gone. And, and that felt like almost enjoyable considering the daily pain of depression, anxiety, you know, creditors calling you daily, ex-suppliers, ex-employees, and so on. I mean, those were some huge, huge pains. Uh, and, and yeah, ending it all felt like almost like a pleasure con comparing to what I was going through daily. But the thought of my mom losing it all, being homeless, and, you know... I was an entrepreneur before. My mom, she was just a bank clerk. So she had no experience in entrepreneurship. And I mean, honestly, how can you repay that amount of money by just working at a job? It's not possible, at least not no. in Europe. I mean, paychecks in, Europe's are, in Europe are like, I don't know, 15, 20, 25,000 uh, uh, per year. Now, can you imagine reaching... 3.6 million, no way. Um, so yeah, it, it was, you know, like just an option to give in and just end it all. But then with all those consequences for my mom or just buckling up, um, trying to learn as much from my past mistakes and then slowly doing steps um, and, and trying to just, you know, rebuild the whole thing. Well, not that thing, just rebuild, build something new. And I, the idea in my head was like, okay, so you already done it once. I guess it's not that hard to do it again. And with all the knowledge and, and all that, and by that time I, I, I knew how to be humble and grateful and so on. Um, there's no way you can't do it even better. And then the slow process started because, you know, when you're, when there's just darkness within you, um, it's hard to, you know, dream. It's hard to, hard to set goals. I mean, how can you dream about something that you know needs a year or two to accomplish when on the other hand, you don't know if you're still going to be alive tomorrow. Um, so it's really, really hard to dream, to have goals. Um, and so, yeah, you, you just have to do some baby steps, little steps. Uh, but you know, it's like train living from a station at the, at the beginning, it goes really slowly. It's gathering momentum, but you know, if you do those constant steps, little steps every day, 
it gathers momentum. And, you know, when train starts going 200, 300 miles per hour, who can stop that train? Nobody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's just about starting. That, that was the hardest part, to just start and, you know, believe in something that you almost can't believe, that, that you can get out of that. But, you know, I had this huge motivation, this huge pain, this huge why, which was, in a way, driving me to at least try. And every day, you know, it was a constant reminder uh, and something that in, in, in the times where I had no energy left in me, no uh, motivation, no nothing, would kind of get me going again. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was how everything happened. And then it was what, four years of, um, personal development, personal growth, business development. Uh, Later on, um, in 2014, I started uh, a new startup, um, that's doing really great now. Um, and, um, yeah, um, a lot of personal growth, a lot of personal development. Uh, learning from the mistakes that I did and then, you know, figuring out what are some things that I'm not good at and then either learning about them so that I can handle them or finding the right people, uh, whether that's a coach or a freelancer or an employee um, that could do things that I'm not good at so that uh, when it all comes together, uh, it will be successful. And so far, it's it's doing really well and uh, at some point in, uh, in that development stage and everything once I got over the whole thing uh, I was approached by a business school and uh, I knew somebody there so they said uh, well Miha um, would you be open to sharing your story but the story and the lessons that you learned because we believe that more than ever now our student, students need to hear stories like that because uh, there are way too much success stories out there and nothing wrong with success stories, but almost nobody, especially in Europe, is talking openly about failure and what that feels like, how to overcome it, how to bounce back. It was not just failure. It was also burnout and, and all sorts of things. So, and I said, yeah, sure, why not? The idea that somebody might get some useful advice from all that and that it will help him um, to actually not go through the same thing um, was um, honestly uh, something that motivated me. I mean, I was scared like shit, you know, to go on the stage and, and talk in front of, I don't know, my first talk was, I think, about 40, 50 people, maybe, maybe up to 100 and it was scary. I never went on a, 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 on a stage and talked about the, 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 those things. And, you know, it was in my country. So people knew me. Uh, and it was, oh, my friends will find out and all that. But in the end, I was like, I need to do that. I need to do that. If I can help one person not do the same mistakes or not go through all that, uh, I'm going to accomplish something. And then slowly... Other people started contacting me and there were entrepreneurs who said, Hey, Miha, uh, I heard your talk. Uh, I can so relate to what you told. Uh, I am right now at this stage where you were. 
can you give me some advice? Can you just, you know, help me? Uh, tell me what I can do so that I don't go where you were. And, and that's how I started helping people. And uh, then uh, during time, it kind of evolved into, yeah, now me uh, having fail coach company, um, doing coaching, doing workshops, uh, mentoring people, uh, and all sorts, Be still being on stages. But yeah, for the last few months, um, I kind of decided that I want to make a bigger impact uh, and not just in Europe. Um, so I started venturing out into the online world. And yeah, that's basically how we met. So I'm trying to now figure out how to do um, the whole online uh, coaching, online mentoring courses and so on and so on. So yeah, that, that's where I am right now. Yeah, that's... That's such an incredible story. I didn't even want to interrupt you because this—I just want to listen it to it, listen to it myself. Uh, I do have a couple questions. So, you, just like you said, you're starting to get into the online, the online world now. So, uh, these businesses that you had, none of them had to do directly with online. They were not internet no 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 i mean the the four companies that went bankrupt that was you know they went bankrupt bankrupt in 2009 and one of them was in construction business uh, a huge construction project and three of them were in energy field um because i don't know i was always kind of into this energy thing i mean electricity and gas um so uh no none of it was online and I don't know. In 2009, there was not much going on yeah, online, exactly. especially, especially in Europe. Um, and yeah, then the startup that I started in 2014 is again in the energy sector. So yeah, this is my first venture into the online world, figuring out how Facebook ads work, how uh, targeting works, uh, how blogging works, uh, making live videos, podcasts, and, and all that shebang. So um, yeah, I'm figuring it out, learning. But um, this time, you know, I'm learning uh, through mentors, through coaches, uh, people that already did what I want to do and they are showing me the exact steps that got them from point A where I am right now to point B where I want to be. Um, and, and yeah, it, it's everything goes smoother, easier, but of course there are failures on the way as well. And yeah. uh, um, so every day is a new lesson, uh, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, I really love it. So the, the, one of the most important things that, that I want to know is when you are at that lowest point, when you're even considered uh, suicide, um, you found your why, which was your mom, and, and that kind of stopped you. But from there on, how did you grow yourself to, to become, you know, free of that, stop thinking about that and actually start fixing it? Um, I can tell you that uh, the number one thing for me were TED Talks. Uh, I enjoyed TED Talks. Uh, why? Because you have so many TED Talks from people who, had, I mean, I thought that uh, I was in the worst situation anybody can ever be. Uh, but then 
I saw people who, I don't know, ended up being on a wheelchair and things like that. And I saw, wow, I mean, they went through even bigger changes, failures, uh, burnouts, and so on. And I was like, and, and they are standing now there on the stage saying how grateful, how thankful they are for that experience, how that changed their life for the better. And I was like, come on, man. I mean, you, you are on a wheelchair. How can you say something like that? I mean, now I do understand them. But mm -hmm. at that point, uh, it was those stories that, you know, showed me that I'm not the only one that, uh, and, and that people were able to bounce back. And, and they gave me, you know, like this kind of sort of feeling that maybe I can do it as well. So TED Talks were definitely number one. But I was reading a lot of books. I was going to different seminars and conferences. Uh, I was, you know, uh, doing online learning through, I don't know, Udemy, iTunes University, listening to podcasts, uh, and then, yeah, hiring coaches uh, and so on. So finding mentors, um, yeah, just you name it. Um, uh, so through learning and practicing, that, that's a hugely important thing. So um, you, can, you can put a lot of knowledge in your head, but if you're done, then not using it, doing steps, actually following through, uh, none of that will help. So yeah, you, you just have to do the steps and it was hard at the beginning and then it got easier and easier so once I saw uh, some results. And then, you know, I was using different techniques like uh, writing a journal, something I still do, uh, mm -hmm. having a gratefulness journal. So I would just write in it every day, uh, at least something that I'm grateful for, for that day. Um, then, you know, trying new things and writing to myself about them, creating plans, uh, um, you know, that uh, circle of life uh, game where um, it's like a pizza pie uh, and then each, each piece is one uh, part of your life, like health and family and business. And, and, and then working in all those directions, finding new wise for, for different parts of my life and so on and so on and so on. I mean, many different techniques, many different uh, exercises, uh, you know, mindfulness is definitely a huge uh, thing uh, that can help you a lot. Uh, learning about emotional intelligence, um, learning and working on delayed gratification, uh, just things like that. And, and those are now all the things that I teach or help uh, people that I work with uh, and guide them so that you know they can um, recover faster. I, I don't, I don't, you know. Many people say, "Oh, so you're a fail coach, so you prevent people from failing." And, and no, I'm not doing that. I, I just try. I mean, I help them see failure in a different way and embrace failure because what is failure? I mean, you fail when you try something new. You don't fail when you're doing something for the hundredth time. And, and when you're doing something new, you're pushing your, you know, you're pushing yourself out there. You are um, going out of your comfort zone. You're trying something new. You're learning. You're growing. So failure is a great thing. Of course, there are failure prevention techniques like, you know, uh, ask for help, stay humble, and, and things like that. Because... Uh, but yeah, I don't help people not fail, but 
embrace failure in the right way, handle failure, uh, learn failure techniques, and learn other techniques that can uh, help you uh, succeed in a better way. And it's kind of, um, uh, it's, you know, when you, when you go into massive burnout and failure, you feel like you, you, you fell into a big dark hole. And, and I like to say that uh, what I help and teach with is kind of like a ladder system, you know, so that you go one step at a time, uh, climbing out of that dark, big dark hole. So, yeah, that, that's what I do. That's great. I actually, I heard something uh, in regards to climbing the ladder. I heard it today. And from, he's not, I guess he is some, some way uh, of a coach, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. And I heard something today, it's from many years ago, but he was saying, if you want to climb any ladder, but he meant the ladder, he was talking about the ladder of success, you can never climb it with your hands in your pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that means you got to take your hands out and do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you mentioned, yeah, success stories, uh, you know, um, Many people view failure and success as opposites. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I, I see them just like two sides of the same coin. You can't have success without failure and you can't have, you, you can't just fail. Eventually, you will uh, find a way to, you know, not fail and succeed. Um, so um, people fear failure and I think if you let that fear of failure stop you from doing, from living, well, that is the only failure you can do uh, because, because it stops you from living. Yes, that's a hundred percent. The biggest failure, maybe, I think maybe that's the only, the only real failure is not doing something because you're afraid, afraid it's going to fail. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, uh, there was a hockey player that said that you will miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. So uh, that's right. That's failure right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just one of the techniques. So, you know, that I learned. So it's uh, no regrets. Live like, I mean, you can't live completely without regrets. Uh, but I just try to not have many um, you know, and just, yeah, just try, try something. I mean, uh, what doesn't kill you just makes you stronger. I mean, I know it's, it's saying, I know it sounds corny, but yeah, it, it really is true. Um, and, and most of the things won't kill you. And so, yeah, just don't be afraid, try it out. And, and it's not so much different. I mean, whether it's, I don't know, uh, knocking on a door and trying to make a sale or stepping up to a, a, a beautiful lady that you might like and ask her for to go for a coffee or anything else. I mean, I see that uh, people tend to think that, you know, private life and business life, that they are so much different, but I don't see it so much different. You know, like uh, I, I say to people like, oh, you, you're trying to find a business partner? J yeah, just go on a few dates, mm -hmm. ask them good questions. Same question that you would ask your life partner. You know, what are your values? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your priorities? And see if there's a connection. Because if you go in a business venture with somebody who's completely different than you, 
and has different dreams, different goals. I mean, when the money will start rolling in, oh boy, will you have some problems. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, you go on a date with your potential business partner. You go on a date with your potential employee. You're, gonna, you're go, go, going on a date with your potential employer if you're looking for a job. You want to you see if the company that where you will be working shares some values, priorities, goals that you have. I mean, how can you work in a company that is completely different from who you are? You're not going to be happy. You're not going to be satisfied. You're not going to be motivated. I mean, yeah, is the money, just the money worth uh, putting happiness and everything on the side? In my opinion, no. But everybody is entitled to his own opinion. So whatever it is that drives you and that motivates you and you're passionate about, and if that's money and material stuff, good for you. As long as it really is so. And you're living your passion, your dreams, and, and all that. I mean, yeah, good for you. And if that changes, good for you as well. Good. So, Mia, um, earlier you mentioned... Um, family and when when this all this whole situation happened to you uh your mom was your only family uh yeah i got divorced uh in in that process as well so yeah during that that time, yeah 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 i mean just the whole business failure you know kind of led to failure in everything failure mm-hmm. with friends failure with uh family failure i mean yeah so my mom was the only thing that was left for for me okay yeah so the the stress depression all that caused everything else to to fall after it yeah 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 that's terrible that that, that's another one of the consequences of of depression and and yeah it's a terrible thing um so out of this uh, super important is the, the the lessons of course what is the main the main lesson that you learned from all of it? Well, uh, I, I would say two lessons. So one, one is to always be humble and be grateful. Um, that, that's one lesson because if you stay humble, um, you know, you, you will be able to realize when you are challenged with something you are really good at or maybe challenge with something that you have no clue about. So you need to ask for help or find help. Um, so one is humble and grateful. And the other one is obviously uh, how I view now failure and how I actually embrace failure. And now I'm even sad if for a few days I don't fail at something because that, that signals to my head like, oh, you're not pushing yourself. You're not trying hard enough. So it's almost kind of feels like, I'm slacking off, you know, like I'm in in my comfort zone and and nothing's happening in my life, so I don't fail. So yeah, now now I'm afraid of not failing. Not afraid, but I mean, that's not a a good thing for me to not fail. Uh, So I I obviously don't want to fail every day and every hour, but every few days, some failure, that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. You're never going to fail on purpose just to say that you you failed yeah 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 but failing while trying to achieve something is absolutely normal and that's that's something that i noticed too and especially since i i taught you last time i i actually kind of try to notice 
if I am going out of my comfort zone, because if I am not, it's uh, like somebody said, it, it's like the definition of uh, being crazy is when you do the same thing every single day and you expect to have different results. Right. That's yeah. I, th I think that was Albert Einstein who said that. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. And yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. Um, comfort zone is the most beautiful place and the most um, scary place you can be in. I mean, it feels good, but nothing happens there. Yeah. You're not growing. You're not pushing yourself. You're not reaching for your passions. You know, you're just, you, you, you settle for life. And in all honesty, I mean, I, I, I can't, I, I need my dreams. I need my goals. I need my passions and I need to pursue them. That, that's who I am. That, that's what I want. I always say, if you take away my dreams and my goals, then what you're left with is zombie. You know, somebody just wandering through life. My passions, my goals are my motivation. It's what gets me out of bed. It's what drives me, I don't know, you know, like to reach to people like you and, and go on a podcast, go on a stage. Um, I mean, yeah, am I nervous when I do this? I mean, and I've talked with you before, but of course, I know you're recording. Um, I'm trying, you know, because I know I'm from Eastern Europe. I know that I have this accent and then I know that my vocabulary is not perfect and so on. But, you, you know, it's still that drive that, who knows, maybe one person who is listening and watching your podcast will say, shit, that's happening to me as well. I better stop that now and will not go into that roller coaster, will not end up thinking about suicide and will not do commit the suicide. Oh, that's, that's beautiful that you think that way. And by the way, uh, I actually was thinking that your English is really good. You do have the accent, but you have really good English. It's very... Thank you. Yeah, Thank very you. good. Well, you know what, if you live in a, such a small country as Slovenia, with just 2 million people and nobody else in this whole world speaking Slovenian, you just have to learn uh, some foreign languages or uh, you can just stay in Slovenia. And that's a, that's a really small comfort zone. So if you want to travel, if you want to go somewhere, yeah, you yeah. just have to learn. That's true. It's a good thing because I, I did live in Europe many years, actually 25 years I lived in Europe. And the good thing is, if, if you go to school in Europe, you will always learn uh, languages. I learned English, uh, French, yes, sorry, English, French, and Latin. So because oh. nobody even speaks Latin anymore, but you had yeah. that choice. You had a choice to either pick religion or Latin class. And, oh, okay. And at the time, only... Everybody that used to go to the religion class was considered the geeks and stuff, and I, I didn't want to go that way. So you uh, wanted to be the cool guy. Yes, exactly. Uh, every every kid, I guess that's what what they wanted. And uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I took the Latin, but that, it's a good thing, and everybody learns a bit of English. But I didn't know. So Slovenia is uh, nobody else speaks uh your language no but, well I, i'm guessing there might be a handful of people 
I don't know why they would, but learning Slovenian, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, then nobody else. And I mean, it's actually one of the most difficult languages because um, I I know uh, I mean. Uh, I think we are the only language that has dual, so it's singular, dual, and plural, yeah. uh, and, and things like that. So it's it's not really easy language to learn. Uh, I mean, yes, it's Slavic language, so it has a lot of similarities with, uh, you know, just Russian and and Polish and all mm-hmm. that. But yeah. but it's still a language on its own. I mean, uh, people from outside of the Eastern Europe. Uh, to them, all those languages kind of feel the same. Yes. Uh, but we don't understand each other if, if we would all talk in our mother languages. So usually we communicate in English between us. Yeah, the same thing with the Portuguese and Spanish. And I, I speak Portuguese and Spanish. And every Portuguese can understand the Spanish and speak Spanish. But the Spanish will not understand the Portuguese. I, I know. I know. Tried that at a restaurant with <laughs> words that sound just alike, and that they wouldn't catch up. Are you sure they're not just, you know, um, uh, intentionally not understanding it? Kind of like um, sometimes I, I think that may be the case. Yes, but you know, I tried it at a public place or in, in a restaurant. Okay. So the restaurant host has to try to, uh, you know, serve you, it doesn't matter what you speak. So, and, and she didn't understand things that were super similar, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So, Mia, um, one other thing. You, you were reading a lot when you were, uh, when you were trying to rec- uh, come out of your depression and all that, and you started reading lots of books. Is there any book that really marked you, something that you, you still remember being as a, a, good, a good book? I mean, there were plenty of good books. Uh, I wouldn't say that one stands out too much, except maybe uh, the book that's called Fuck It. Um, and the whole thing is, it, it kind of, I mean, it actually holds a lot of, uh, Zen Buddhism truths in there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's written for a modern Western person, you know, uh, because to me, Buddhism and all that sounded, you know, like almost like some voodoo stuff at that time. I mean, now I'm a huge fan of Zen Buddhism, but at that point, you know, when somebody would say to me, oh, um, let's go to some breathing exercises or let's do meditation, it was like, oh, come on. I mean, I'm owing money. You show me how I earn money. That's what I want. Don't give me some fucking crap with meditation. How will that help me earn money? I mean, I know better now. Of course I do. But at that time, that was my thinking. I mean, everything I was looking for were how-tos to earn money because that was my idea. I need to earn more money to repay it. But it was actually my mindset and and who I am and and the energies and all that that I needed to change. But, you know, so I was looking for those how-tos. But yeah, that fuck it book was really uh, great because what it does is, is, you know, kind of, puts, uh, I mean, gives you instruction how to be more mindful and just how to let go of uh, things that you can't do anything about. Yeah. It's basically that. So, I, if, I mean, can you do something about 
past? No, you can learn from it. You cannot repeat the same mistake, but that's it. And you know, and you start saying fuck it to different things. Uh, it's an interesting book. I, I would really recommend it. Uh, it's a short book. It, it's really not long, so it, it's really a quick read. Uh, and it's basically uh, thousands of years of Buddhist teaching into, a, you know, like when you have some uh, traditional dishes done in a modern, retaken way. Well, mm -hmm. same thing. So, yeah, a thousand years old teachings uh, just uh, prepared in a way that a modern Western person can understand them much better. Because for us, obviously, it's much easier to understand fuck it than to understand the gratefulness or be a present or things like that. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned... Uh, the way you thought about those breathing exercises and 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 um, how you thought it was like voodoo and stuff, and I, I used to be like that as well. And everybody is like that. And I was just uh, I used to tell everybody. For instance, my mom meditates. My mom is vegan. She meditates. She meditates. I mean, she. She has never been sick. She doesn't get headaches. She doesn't have bad teeth. So nothing ever aff affects her, right? And I guess instead of just uh, learning from her, I always used to make fun of her. Yeah. Uh, I used to be so, she would be meditating or something, close her eyes and so are you doing your chakra chakra voodoo yeah 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 i know i know i know yeah i and, was the same and it's funny that now uh, actually just last week on the on the meetup.com i joined a a buddhist meditation group and i haven't <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't attended those meetings yet but i'm actually getting my mom to teach me finally how to meditate just so i can because I know now it will better, it will be, you know, it will help me be better, be more focused and actually think clearer because yeah, I used to be like you. Uh, well, that's not going to help me make money. Or, you know, doing this is going to help me make money. But then if you're going to do that X to make money and and your mind is not there, it's not going to work. You're going to be wasting your time. Yeah. And if you, if you have all that tension within you, you know, you, you, you just can't relax. Uh, and, and then, I mean, you know how there is a day when you wake up in the morning and everything just seems perfect. And whatever you touch that day, whatever you try to do that day, everything just really works. Mm -hmm. Everything clicks. You can't do anything wrong. And then another day, it starts, it might start bad. And then the whole day goes in that direction. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you just want to kill yourself. Um, and, and, you know, it, all these techniques have a lot to do with this controlling this energy and all these emotions. Because once you start going in that roller coaster, it, it doesn't stop. And you need to stop it. And to be able to stop it, you need to say, fuck it. I just accept whatever it is. You know when I started losing weight? When I didn't give a fuck anymore about... Uh, so I'm craving a burger right now. 
well, I'm going to go have that burger and I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'll think about salad for my next meal. But this one, I'll in perfectly enjoy. And once I started not thinking about, obsessing about, oh, I need to eat healthy, I need to eat that. I somehow started making better choices. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's strange. But yeah, at that time when everything is going like this, you're, 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 you're just trying to find how-tos on how to go there. And, and the how-tos are not the ones you're trying to find. That, that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do, uh, like Tony Robbins calls, priming yourself in the morning? Do you do that? Uh, no, I sleep in the morning. Oh yeah. Yeah, I enjoy my morning sleep and then I have like my morning routine which is uh okay, some bathroom time and and then you know, uh me and my girlfriend we we love saving uh animals, saving dogs. So we actually have right now seven dogs of our own all saved from the streets. Um so it takes some time, you know, to feed all of them and, and yeah, yeah. uh take them out and, and all that. So that, that's my first morning routine. And after that, I don't know, I, I have a coffee or tea or I don't know, something like that. And then um, I just start doing something. I mean, there are a lot of tasks uh, on my to-do every day, but okay. I, I know exactly which ones I need to do, what I need to focus on. Um, so yeah, then it's time to, uh, to make lunch uh because my girlfriend she still goes to work uh so it's time to cook lunch i love cooking and it's always super extra healthy um because uh i i now enjoy that food and it's mostly vegan slash vegetarian i would say with occasionally some fish or something like that um and then in the afternoon it's mostly more family time uh and yeah uh, like a, maybe like an interview like this one or something like that. Uh, because, you know, because of the time difference, uh, my afternoon is your morning. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I often go on Facebook Live in, the, in my afternoon and, and so on so that I catch uh, people when they're awake. And, and, yeah, that's basically it. But I, I don't make too much fuss about, you know, morning. Uh, I don't, I don't, have alarm set anymore and you know what i was always uh the hardest to wake up and now i wake up by myself at around 7 30 8 a.m even if i go to sleep at 4 a.m or if i go to sleep yeah. at 11 p.m i would wake up between that time and and no alarms no nothing when i wake up i wake up very good mia if if the people listening if, they're, if they only learn one thing today, what would you like them to know? What would you want them to, to hold with them and learn? Stay humble and don't be afraid to fail. Perfect. Mia, if anybody wants to contact you, get a hold of you, how, where can people find you? Very simple. Just Google fail coach. Uh, I'm what you will get for the results. 
yeah. because nobody else calls himself fail coach. So I'm obviously the only result you will get. And then you can just pick whichever social media network you prefer, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and, and uh, you will find me there. But uh, I do prefer Facebook because I enjoy doing this live coaching. Um, and, and, I mean, I just prefer video or audio than writing things. Um, I, I think in this way I can give much more uh, than, than in writing. Um, so yeah, the, if you want to see more of my videos and stuff, yeah, then just yeah, find me on Facebook. That, that's, that's the best place to uh, go search for me. And there are two things that I'm trying to kind of create as a movement. One of them is failuresanonymous.com, uh, which I'm just working now to uh, start. Uh, there's confession boot, so you can just vent out uh, anything that you want. It's okay. completely anonymous. And then uh, I'm adding now uh, interviews with uh, people who are not afraid to tell their stories uh, non-anonymously. Uh, you, will be, you will be, again, one of them as well. Yeah. Um, I, I will start probably a Facebook Live series on uh, just interviews, just, you know, a continuation of those written interviews mm -hmm. to go face-to-face -face like what we're doing right now and, and just talk about other people's failures. Um, maybe just a quick explanation why I do that. Um, I, I think there are... It's nice that we talk about success stories. They're always nice. Yes. Um, but, you know, if we look at a per, somebody like Elon Musk, we all know who Elon Musk is. And right now, probably to all of us, it's like, wow, I can never reach that. Uh, and I hope one day, I honestly hope that I will be able to interview somebody like him or him and ask him to share his failures. And I'm sure if we would know his failures, uh, we would probably go like, wow, that was really stupid. How could he have done that? I mean, I could do so much better. And then, you know, suddenly being the next Elon Musk doesn't seem like a, a, a so awful task. Suddenly so he becomes why, more human. Yeah, yeah, humanizing the whole thing. So, so, yeah, I love success stories. And I love fail stories that have happy endings. But we need to talk more about failures. And that's what I want to accomplish with Failures Anonymous. And then uh, for people that want to dive a bit more into it, in a way how to learn and, and how to grow personally, I created a group on Facebook, the Fail Forward Nation. Uh, I mean, it's a small group for now. Uh, but yeah, we have like more uh, in-depth coaching sessions there, uh, sharing. And it's not just me sharing. Uh, I will be bringing in people with uh, different expertise uh, and knowledge so that they will add to my knowledge because I know that I just know like a little fraction of it. And, and I really want to, you know, help people. Uh, and if I don't know something, I, I'm going to go and find somebody who knows and bring him in the group so that we can, you know, have all that knowledge together. And also group members can, of course, are uh, welcome to share uh, their lessons learned or their whatever they want to share. So it's kind of like a safe place where we, you know, don't judge uh, and we just um, try to honestly 
help each other, motivate each other, inspire each other, and so on. Very good. So yeah, that, that's, that's how you can always find me. Cool. I'm, I'm going to add those to the show notes if, uh, so people want to read this on a blog style and they, go, they can go and click on it. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I really appreciate appreciate you uh, having the time for us for this interview. I love your attitude and and the way how you you stay humble and uh, it's just great talking to you. Thank you, Quinn. I mean, it's as always wonderful talking with you. Um, thank you for this opportunity. I mean, I know that each time, like I said, each time that I, I tell my story. I don't know. Maybe it will change somebody's life. For sure. And 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 that that that's just giving me this opportunity, the possibility to do something like that. Um, so thanks you, thank you a lot for that. I appreciate you, and I mean I love you. I love your story. Um, like I said, you will be one of the interviews. So yeah, we'll keep on talking and exchanging uh, our ideas and thoughts on on failure. I think. Uh, we, we were connected by failure in a way that, uh, uh, I don't know, I guess this could be a long-lasting relationship and a really meaningful one. For sure. It, it sure is. It was actually failure that got us together in yeah, the first yeah. place. So yeah. that's amazing. Okay. Thank you. Take Thank care. Thank you very much. And enjoy. Bye. Okay, bye.